When a bill or a draft of a proposed rule or law is presented on the Senate floor, it is debated by the senators. They eventually vote to end the debate and then cast their vote on the bill to approve, reject, ignore, or change it. A filibuster is a procedural rule that allows a senator to block or delay voting on a bill by continuing the debate about it or by talking about anything else for as long as they can. Three things can be delayed or blocked by a filibuster. Lower-level presidential nominations, Supreme Court nominations, and legislation, which is the act of making rules and laws that govern us. The name filibuster comes from Dutch and Spanish words for pirates who raided the Caribbean coast. Just like pirates held people captive, the filibustering senator holds a bill or nomination captive. The debate never ends, and the bill cannot be voted on. Filibustering was used in the ancient Roman Senate and in today's British Parliament, but doesn't last nearly as long as in the U.S. Senate. It is not actually a part of the U.S. Constitution, but is one of many Senate rules. In 1806, Vice President Aaron Burr thought the Senate had too many rules and got rid of one allowing any senator to move a bill forward with a simple majority vote that ended debate and allowed it to be voted on. But with this rule change, a minority could now theoretically debate a bill forever by holding the Senate floor and prevent it from moving to a vote, and this led to the creation of the filibuster. In 1917, President Woodrow Wilson pressured the Senate, that was doing more obstructing than voting, to pass a rule that would prevent debate from holding up voting forever. They responded with Rule Number 22, also called a cloture vote, that could end debate with a supermajority of two-thirds of the 100 senators. It was first put to the test in 1919, when the Senate was able to invoke cloture to end a filibuster against the Treaty of Versailles. Filibusters were an effective way to block legislation because it was difficult to obtain a two-thirds vote in the Senate, and up until 1964, they were only able to invoke cloture five times. Many senators grew frustrated with the filibuster, and in 1975, they reduced the number of votes needed for cloture from two-thirds to three-fifths of all senators, with 60 votes. Since 1917, there have been more than 2,000 filibusters, with almost half taking place in the last dozen years. The highest number of 168 cloture votes was in 2017 and 18, when only 52 pieces of legislation were able to be passed. In today's Senate, 41 senators who don't want a bill to move forward can block it by refusing to close the debate. In what is known as a talking filibuster, one senator speaks for as long as possible and refuses to yield the floor so the bill can be voted on. In a silent filibuster, 40% of senators merely express their intention to obstruct legislation and don't even have to go to the floor to speak because the Senate knows they'll never be able to finish the debate and vote on the bill and they simply move on to other business. The longest filibuster was in 1956 by South Carolina Senator Strom Thurmond, who spoke against the Civil Rights Act for 24 hours and 18 minutes. He read each state's voting laws, George Washington's farewell address, the Declaration of Independence, and the Bill of Rights. 
Cots were brought in from a local hotel so the other senators could sleep without leaving the chamber. In 2013, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul filibustered for 12 hours and 52 minutes to force a statement from the White House about the constitutionality of using drones to kill Americans in the United States suspected of terrorism. The rules of a filibuster say that the Senate cannot stop talking, sit down, or leave the Senate floor for any reason. Fellow senators can give them a break by asking long-winded questions, and when senators run out of things to say about a bill, they'll say almost anything just to keep talking. In 1935, Louisiana Senator Huey Long filibustered several bills by discussing salad recipes, how to fry oysters, and offered advice on any subject people had questions on. Other senators have read Shakespeare, recited cookbooks, told bedtime stories to their children watching on television, sung a song, and even read through a phone book. A filibustering senator can talk about literally anything, and some frustrated senators have had to be physically restrained from throwing brass spittoons at each other. Most filibusters don't go on for more than 12 hours because of nature calls, but some have creatively kept a bucket in a closet when they needed to take a natural break while still following the rules by keeping one foot on the Senate floor. The filibuster existed in the House of Representatives until 1842 when their numbers grew and strict limits were put on how long someone could have the floor for debate. Now bills could pass through the House very quickly, without deliberation. In the Constitution, the House, with its two-year term limit and minimum age of 25, represented the people, while the Senate, with its six-year term limit and minimum age of 30, represented the states, and was intended to be a more mature and deliberating body. Our Founding Fathers wanted the Senate to be a place where the legislative process was intentionally slowed down so bills could be thoroughly debated and a compromise reached between opposing parties. A minority party can use a filibuster as a way to force negotiations with the majority who believe it just gets in the way of moving forward their agenda. A cloture motion to end the debate is difficult because one party almost never has the required 60 votes and bills need bipartisan support from both parties to be passed into law. Through a filibuster, minority voices can be heard and have time to sway public opinion. Since the filibuster is not part of the U.S. Constitution, but is a Senate tradition, its rules can and have been changed. One method is called the nuclear option, which basically means to destroy or nuke a filibuster rule out of existence. Remember that a filibuster can be used for three purposes, like a three-legged stool used to milk cows. One leg can be used to block or delay lower-level presidential nominations. The second leg can be used against Supreme Court nominations. And the third leg can block or delay legislation. In 2013, the Democrat Party blew up the filibuster's first option when they thought the Republicans were unfairly blocking lower-level presidential nominations. Republicans struck back in 2017 and nuked the filibuster's second leg 
and the Democrats' ability to block Supreme Court nominations so the Republicans could put their nominees on the Supreme Court. Now all that remains of the once-powerful filibuster is a wobbly one-legged stool that can only be used to block or delay votes on legislation. What could happen to our democratic process if the last filibuster leg was removed? Some believe the Senate might then begin to look too much like the House, where compromise doesn't make much difference and the majority party can steamroll right over the minority. Now that the filibuster has been nuked down to its last remaining leg to delay or block legislation, politicians interested in reaching across the aisle in a bipartisanship compromise will have to look for new ways to get anything done in a highly divided Senate. The filibuster may survive for a few more years until a major political conflict will force new changes in the Senate. While some believe that the filibuster is a useless Senate obstruction to get anything done, it does give one man an opportunity to make his case heard in front of his fellow senators and the nation, and show his belief that an issue may be so important that he's willing to do whatever it takes to make sure his argument is heard, and democracy moves ahead with bipartisanship support and compromise. And this is a look at the filibuster in American history by Ponder Fund that offers fun, bite-sized pieces of education and entertainment for the whole family. See if you can find the hidden images located throughout this video, and you can download coloring pages and activity puzzles on Etsy at Ponder Fund. Visit our Facebook page or PonderFun.com to find more fun things to do, and you can listen to these as a podcast. Please like and share these videos with anyone you think might enjoy them, and I'll keep making new ones. Thanks again for watching, and find some time this week to ponder.